Hi, I'm Nicole, and I'm a website designer and online business mentor for female entrepreneurs, and your host of the Business Mindset in Minutes podcast, the show that's all about pulling back the curtain on starting and sustaining a business, because we all know so much more goes into starting a business than simply knowing the right steps to take. Mindset, health, relationships, business knowledge, and so much more goes into sustaining a successful brand and business on the back end. We don't skim the surface on this podcast. We dive right into what it really takes to have a successful online business and stand out from the crowd. I'm ready to share everything I have learned and everything I'm still learning when it comes to building a brand and a business. Thanks for joining me here and it's time to dive right in and get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Business Mindset in Minutes. So today we're going to dive right in because I have a very special guest who I am really excited to chat a little bit further to on this episode. So today we have Tracy Beavers. And to give you a little bit more of a background about Tracy before we dive in. So Tracy has more than 20 years of experience in the sales and marketing industries. As the owner of three businesses, she understands the roller coaster of entrepreneurship. She loves sales, she loves networking, and she wants you to love it as well. As a business and sales coach, Tracy enjoys helping small businesses scale their next level to have a clear roadmap for their success. She is a public speaker, a published author, and has been featured on top business podcasts. podcasts. And she is a regular contributor to one of her hometown's premier TV shows. She is the creator of her six-week signature course, Be a Confident Entrepreneur, which is designed to move your income needle. I love this bio, Tracy, and I'm really excited to dive deeper into what you do, who you help, and some amazing tips that you're going to share with us today. Thanks so much for having me. It makes me sound so amazing when somebody thinks that. <laughs> it's funny when you um, look back over the, you know, the, the last few years and the accomplishments and stuff. And they're all right there on one piece of paper. It's like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's so like, I've you. done so all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that girl you were reading about? She sounds amazing. Absolutely. I totally <laughs> understand. I love that. But you really have accomplished a lot. So let's dive into it. Let me ask you, first of all, how did you get started in business? Where was your starting point? Yeah, it was actually in, in a very... Um, probably not not where you were expecting. So I um, have been in corporate America or had been ever since I graduated from college. And over the years, things in corporate just started to change. You know, everybody, um, I was raised in that generation where you go to high school, you go to college, you get the job, you stay there for 40 years, then you get the pension, then you get the, you know, the 401k and all that. Well, things started to shift and have shifted a lot in the last 25 years. So um, I experienced being downsized. I experienced um, being in a sales role and making a lot of money for a company and having the CEO of the company, you know, um, monkey around with the compensation plan. So we weren't earning as much as we were in the beginning. Um, I've experienced so much stress from being in production roles where you're 
12 hours a day and you're not seeing your family. And so finally I reached a point where I was like, okay, I am not liking this. I am building brands for other people. I'm building portfolios for other people. I'm making a lot of money for other people. And other people are in control of my time and my money. And I just kind of got fed up with it. So I, um, here in my, in my city, there were some ladies who were doing a network marketing company and it was skincare. It's a great brand. It's still out there. And that's where I got my start. I thought, you know, it's an easy point of entry. It's inexpensive. Um, you know, I didn't have to make a large investment to do it. And I sort of got my feet wet in business, having my own business with that. And what I found was that I loved the um, building part of it and the training part of it and helping other women build theirs. That was my favorite part. And so um, fast forward a few years later, um, some friends of mine and I were having a discussion about, you know, what would we do if we, if time and money weren't a factor, what would we do? How would we spend our days? And I, I was like, I would love to coach people on how to build their business. And they were all like, well, you'd be amazing at that. And so that's what got the wheels turning, really. Um, so I started my coaching practice officially several years ago. I think it's been just over three years. Um, but my friends were so funny. They were like, you know, you've always been a coach. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, you're always the person we come to because you've got the ideas. You've got the, you know, you've got your pom-poms out and you're cheering us on and you're breaking down how we can get things done. And they're like, you're going to be amazing. And I'm like, I'm terrified. <laughs> So that's, you know, that's really how I got my start. So, um, yeah, just started with network marketing and it grew from there. Wow. I love that story. That's so amazing. And it's so funny because I feel like a lot of coaches, um, could probably relate to that. Like me, myself being a business mentor, we kind of have that natural instinct of coaching, although you don't really call it coaching because it's just part of your personality. Um, but it's just kind of inherent within a lot of coaches, I find. And then when you announce, okay, I'm, you know, officially going into the coaching space, the coaching world, people are like, people who know you well are like, well, that's what you've been doing for us for how long? <laughs> right. Yeah. The people that know me well, were like, well, it's about time. And then, you know, then there's those people in your life. that are like, you're doing what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> always, always is. What is that yeah. Again? Yeah. yeah. There, there's always those people. It's interesting to kind of see the two different sides of it, but um, thank you for sharing a little bit more about that. So in, in your coaching business, I'm curious to hear more about that. Is there specific areas that you coach on or what does that look like? So a lot of people come to me for marketing and sales um, because I am super comfortable in sales. I'm good at it. Um, you know, it's funny to me when someone says they're scared of it or they think it's hard and I'm like, no, it's not. And they're like, you know, anyway, so I guess I realized I'm a little bit of a unicorn that way that I do love sales and that I do find it to be easy. It comes easy to me. Um, but yes, that's what people come to me mostly for. But a lot of times it turns into going back to the foundation of their business. Um, you know, when a, an entrepreneur, when a business owner comes to me and says, I want to gain more visibility for my business, I need some help with sales, marketing, you know, what do I do? But I find out that their schedule is a train wreck. Then it's like, okay, hold on. Let's go back to the basic of the foundation of your business, which is your time management and your organization and your workflows, because I can teach you all about marketing and sales, but you're not going to have any time to implement anything I'm giving you. So we kind of, sometimes they come to me with this one thing and then 
through the process of the conversation, um, I can feel their overwhelm. I can feel their frustration. I can feel that they're not having fun anymore. And I'm like, hold on the, you know, what's happening. And they're just running around all day, putting out fires and they're exhausted. So then we work on that piece. We get that foundation built. Then we can go back into the fun part, which is the marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. And there's not really one industry that I coach. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, is there one specific industry? There really isn't. It's been very interesting. Um, so in addition to having my private coaching practice, I'm also a consultant with our local small business uh, center at, through our university uh, here in Little Rock. And so that has given me a variety of clients as well. So I've got real estate agents, I've got um, mortgage lenders, I've got um, massage therapists and a neurofeedback clinic. It just really kind of runs the gamut, but they all have a central theme of wanting to help their clients, wanting to make a difference, wanting to grow that revenue. So even though they all come to me from different industries, the work I'm doing is kind of all the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. And I love that you're helping giving back to your community as well and helping the local businesses there along with, I'm sure people all over North America, but I really like that you are giving back your, your knowledge to help your local community. That's really amazing. Thanks. It's, it's a lot of fun. I really love it. Yeah. And especially I'm sure to be in the community and to see them grow and implementing the things that you're talking about. It's like, wow, it's so rewarding to see So let's switch gears over to some social media. Um, What are some mistakes that you typically see business owners making when it comes to social? Well, these are ones that are probably ones that you see every day. The the biggest one I see is that people are not um, taking time to bring value and education to others. They are there to post what they're going to post. It's like they're, they're doing that old smash and grab. You see the jewelry store, you know, when the guy, the guy or girl walk, runs in and smashes the glass and grabs what they want, runs out. That's what I kind of feel like. It's a smash and grab. It's like, I'm just going to throw this post out there and then I'm going to run out of the room. And it's like, wait a minute. You know, it, it, you, we need to be aware that social media is a great place to gain visibility, but only if it turns into a connection, only if it turns into somehow drawing people in and attracting them to you. So that's a mistake I see people making is that they're so focused on what they're going to say that they're not taking the time to make sure that it's a value to their audience, that it is going to draw the audience in further, and then taking the time to interact with the audience. When someone, um, when I post on Instagram, for example, and someone likes my reel or likes my post or my photo or whatever, I like to take the time to just send them a message and I say, hey, I appreciate the love on that so much. I hope things are all, I hope you're doing well. And in this time of the pandemic that we're still in all over the world, I like to just say, hey, I hope you're staying safe and healthy. And I'm not selling them anything. I'm not asking them to buy my stuff. I'm just saying, hey, human to human, I see you and I appreciate you and I hope you're safe. And that has really opened up a lot of conversation um, and a lot of true connection with people. So that's a mistake I see people making. Um, A fundamental mistake I see people making is when I go and click on someone's personal profile, so let's say, for example, Jane Smith posts something on in a Facebook group and I, and she's posted a few things that are pretty cool. And I'm like, Ooh, I want to know who she is. Who is that? She's posting some pretty cool stuff or she's really funny. Who is that? And I go click on her name and it takes me to her personal profile. And then I look, I click on the about, and you know what I'm going to say, I click on the about section and what happens? 
it says no workplaces to show. There's no information about Jane, none. And so I'm like, okay, hold on. It causes a disconnect in the brain. Mm -hmm. And people think, oh, well, I don't want to use my personal profile for business. Okay. But you know what? You need to get over that because that's where people are going to go to find out more about you. They want to find out more about you to make that connection. And they can't do that if there's no information. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Jane Smith's got a business. She's a coach, or at least I thought she was. And so I'm like, what, you know what I mean? It just causes that. And you're like, what is happening? Do I have the wrong person? Is she not serious about her business? Does she not really want me to connect with her? And so that is a huge problem I see. When I click on somebody's name and I see no workplaces to show, it just breaks my heart. I'm just like, I'm like, no, please stop that. Stop the madness. Put something in there. Be proud of what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, and I really like what you had mentioned before, actually, about I like to think of it as being authentic in your marketing, kind of like the smash and grab. And that's just not being authentic in your business and really providing the value that people want to see in order to then convert or want to learn more or take that next step. Um, So in my business, I am really mindful about always being authentic and trying not only to provide with value, but any interactions I have with anyone on social, in person, any interaction when it's for my business or just for myself as a human being, always being authentic, I think is something really important to keep in mind. And that's growing on social that people want to see more of. They don't want that, you know, fake and is this real or is this just, you know, they want that authenticity. Right. I know I do. And I'm glad to see the shift in that, you know, um, years, a few, just a few years ago, like Instagram's a good example. Everything was filtered. Everything had to be pretty. Everything had, you had to pick almost like a color palette. Yeah. Um, and if you look at my Instagram, it is a lot of my logo co- colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I'm not polished <laughs> by any means. I'm just me. I'm not filtered. You know, the other day I took a picture of myself and I thought I looked all cute and it's, it's winter time here in Arkansas. And my, you know, that winter frizz that happens with your hair oh, yeah. kind of yeah. up at the top. Yeah. So I'm like looking at the picture. I'm like, Oh, well, that's pretty. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, that's just me. Just, mm-hmm. just yeah. be yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I also love, um, I do it. And I love when other people who I look up to on social do it is showing up on stories and just talking, you know, it doesn't need to be like you're perfect and you're polished and you're ready to go to a ball. You know, it's just you sitting on your bed talking. Cause that's where a lot of us will run our businesses from or from a desk or, you know, it's not this high rise fancy building. So to really just be authentic when people are looking at you online. Right. For sure. So, okay. So yeah, I love that really. I think authenticity is one of, I think the most important things that you can have in your business, especially when you're showing up anywhere online, any of those touch points. So how can business owners use networking or collaborations to gain visibility? This is a great way to gain visibility. Um, And this is, these are things that I coach on. I have a new online course coming up and a group coaching program to help business owners, course creators, coaches, gain visibility without having to spend money on any kind of advertising, whether it be 
social media advertising, YouTube ads, um, even local radio, TV, you know, magazine ads. So um, networking is the kind of the old school boots on the ground business term for it. You know, the face-to-face -face, um, when we used to be able to meet a lot in person, <laughs> hopefully we will again soon. Um, so from my corporate days, it was just called networking. But what I'm finding is that in the online space, it's the term is really more about collaborating. It's the same thing. It's basically meeting other people that have the same audience that you do. You don't compete with each other, but you share a similar audience and you can benefit by collaborating together. This is a collaboration, me and you on this podcast. It's beautiful. Um, in my Facebook group, I do a live training every week and I've started to incorporate collaborations with other coaches. Now, um, we sometimes we have an overlap in what we do, but a lot of times their expertise is a lot more fine-tuned in a certain area. And that's why I want them to come on. So I'll have somebody that wants to talk, is, is really good and well-trained and wants to talk about money mindset. Well, I can talk about money mindset, but my friend is better at it than I am. Mm -hmm. So I invite her on, we collaborate, she is exposed to my audience and then she promotes that on her to her audience so i'm exposed to hers so it's just a, a great way to authentically there's that word again um and in a warmed up environment um help each other grow because her audience is warm to her they know like and trust her so therefore they're going to know like and trust me or at least give me a chance you know what I mean? And my audience knows, likes, and trusts me, and they're warmed up to me. And so they're like, oh, okay, wait, I like Tracy, and she's really good at what she does. And if she likes this other girl, then I bet this other girl's really good at what she does too. Mm -hmm. And so it's just that way to eliminate the, the cold, you know, the warm up process. It's just kind of like you're saying, hey, meet my friend, she's awesome. And every, all of your friends are going to be like, yeah, she is awesome. So that's where the collaboration comes in. And if you're a local business, um, my massage therapist uh, that I help here in town, one of my coaching clients, we've talked about um, her adjacent audience. Um, one would be a, a local yoga studio. She could do um, a collaboration night with the, with the yoga studio. Um, and she can promote that to her clients who could come in and maybe do a free, free you know, 20 minute class. And she could be there with her massage uh, stand up chair and do little five minute massages, you know, just little fun things like that, where they're calling in their audience, she's calling in hers, and you're able to then meet a whole new pool of people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love collaborations for that exact same reason. And I really like how you laid it out. Like you and I are doing a collaboration right now. There doesn't need to be a specific framework for collaboration. It's just two content creators or two mentors, coaches, whatever you want to call it, um, mm -hmm. sharing ideas, getting exposure to each other's audience. But mm -hmm. also what I think is really important is the fact that you are learning, you are learning, or in this case, I am learning about you and your expertise. And I am learning new things as well as so is my audience who's listening to this episode from you. And that's why I love, um, you know, whether it's IG lives or recordings in Facebook groups or any type of collaboration, because you're always learning new skills on usually a different topic that you aren't an expert in or as well versed in. And I love 
learning new things and always being able to level up that little bit more. Um, So that's another reason that I love collaborations. But kind of on that note, I wanted to ask you, so you have scaled three businesses to great success without any paid ads. So I would love to give the listeners some tips if they are just starting out in business or if they're fairly well seasoned in business. um, What are some tips that you would give and I'm sure collaborations would be one of them but what are some other things that you could provide to business owners to help them get to a similar level of success and exposure that you have gained yeah that's a great question so um uh, going back to like what we originally started with was social media so those um mistakes that I said I saw people making um there's lots of other things that they can do on social media to gain visibility for their business. If they're a local brick and mortar, a lot of times there are local Facebook groups for your city and you can gain a lot of visibility and exposure by being part of those groups and contributing. There's that word again, being authentic, bringing value, not just throwing your logo and your offer up there and running out of the room, you know, and not being a spammy person and sending a cold DM that says, you know, basically, hey, you want to buy my stuff? I mean, that just breaks my heart and it happens a lot. And I, I have to stop myself from messaging them back and saying, is this strategy really working for you? Because we don't even have a relationship and I, you know, I don't even know who you are. Um, so social media is a great way to do that. Going back to the foundation of it, I would make sure that they have maximized the real estate of their profile, whether that be on their, per- on their personal profile Um, And, and again, if they don't want to use their personal profile for business, that's going to be a problem. And I'm, I'm just being straight up honest. It's a problem. Um, You've got to get over that. And if you don't want to show pictures of your kids and things like that, absolutely fine. But um, maximize the real estate of that profile, give as much information about yourself, use your Facebook cover photo as a way to advertise what you do and your offers um, and then your business, Facebook business page, if you have one, which you should. And again, a lot of people say, well, the Facebook business page doesn't do anything. Well, you have to have one if you want to run ads, which I know we're talking about not running ads. Um, but it's, again, it's that social proof. When someone goes to find you, they're going to be looking for social proof of who you are. And so like it or not, we need to set up a Facebook business page and put something on there. It doesn't have to be a lot of content, but it's got to be something and you need to max out that profile and use that Facebook cover photo there too. Facebook groups, like we talked about, that's a great way to gain visibility. There are a lot of, if you're an online person, there are a lot of Facebook groups for women, for female entrepreneurs. Um, I'm sure there's some for male entrepreneurs. I haven't looked because that's not my you know, demographic, but um, I like to find ones where it's a mix of allowing you to promote yourself, but also bringing value mm-hmm. so that it's not constant in the feed of people, you know, just throwing up their offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so interacting in those groups, bringing value, making comments, helping other people. There's a real estate group that I'm a part of, and I, I, it hasn't um, converted into clients yet, but I know it's gaining me visibility. It's growing my email list because the ladies in that group, um, because I have been a mortgage loan officer, I have been, I've worked for a title insurance company. I understand the real estate market and I understand what realtors go through. So I can actually be a value when they post something like, Hey, I have a question about, 
you know, this type of mortgage loan, or, Hey, I have a question about title insurance or whatever, or, Hey, I have a question about, um, how to gain visibility on social media, you know, without losing my mind. And I'm like, here's a little tip. Here's a little tip. And I'm not there saying buy my stuff. I'm saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm being a friend in that moment, being a friend and saying, Hey, I see you. I, I think I've got an answer for you. Let me know how that works. Mm-hmm. And over time, people will start to see your name and they'll be curious about you. They'll click on you. That's when they'll go to those profiles. They want to see who you are. And then they may reach out at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, networking and collaboration, just like we talked about. There's always a way um, to find other people that could, be, um, that could be your best client. Networking with people and finding out what they need, they could end up being a really great client of yours. Or if they're, if they're not a good fit and they're not your client, they could end up loving what you do so much that they become your best referral source. Um, so that's really exciting. And then collaborations like we talked about. Um, also, we, as business owners, sometimes we are so focused and busy out in the front of our business, turning cartwheels to try to attract new clients that we lose sight of and forget about our loyal and existing clients. And if we're not careful, what we end up doing is creating a turnstile of business where you've got the new people coming in, but you've you've neglected your existing clients. And so they're quietly taking their wallets and going out the back door of your business. And you're wondering why your numbers aren't growing. You wonder why your revenue is not growing. If if I'm working with a business owner or a coach or course creator and their numbers are not growing, I want to go take a look at what's going on with their existing clients. Are they doing anything to love on them, to help them feel, to make them feel special and to help them understand that they are so important in that business? Um, My chiropractor's office here in our city does an amazing job of this. I mean, they're constantly loving on us. Now they are asking us also, you know, do you know anybody that might want to do a lunch and learn for, uh, have us in to do a lunch and learn for their staff? Do you know anybody? uh, Would you write us a Google review? Would you leave us a review on Facebook? But they're also doing fun things like they do quarterly giveaways and, um, you know, hey, would you like a hat? Or, you know, we've got these cool t-shirts in, you want a t-shirt? You know, it's just, and they're constantly loving on us to the point where if somebody says they need a chiropractor, that's the first place I'm sending them. Not only because they are incredible at what they do, but because they're going to make that person feel so good. And so we need to find ways of loving on those existing clients to the point where they become our best source of new clients. So we don't have to turn the cartwheels out front as much. You know, that's what most business owners strive for is a business built on warm referrals where you don't have to do the cold calls. You don't have to do the, you know, all the crazy, uncomfortable things that we talk about doing when business first starts. I mean, wouldn't it be super cool if everybody that came to you was sent to you by referral and they're already warmed up, they've got their wallet out before they even, before you've even had a conversation, they're like, I've heard about all about you. I've heard you're amazing. Where do I sign up? And I'm like, wait a minute, what was your name again? This is amazing. You know? (laughs) So those are some, those are some ways that people can gain visibility. Um, podcasts. I love to be a guest on a podcast. I do intend to start my own podcast at some point. Um, and that is a great way to gain visibility in your space. Wow. What a great answer. Um, a loaded answer, which I love, but what a great answer there. And that's the thing. There's so many ways online 
that you can get that visibility and get that traction. Um, but a lot of time business owners don't realize it. And I guess that is the benefit of working with a coach sometimes, um, to kind of help you see the full picture, but it, it can be a struggle to realize and then to juggle all of the different socials and groups and Instagram and DMS. And it, it can be a lot, but, um, it can also feel very overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is um, when I'm working with a client, I, I'm like, I will lay out those options. I'll be like, okay, which one of these feels the best to you? And they may pick, okay, I want to do the social media thing for a while. Okay, cool. Let's dive in. Let's nail that. Let's get you super comfortable there. And then when we start seeing that you're, that's flowing with ease and you're, you feel like you've got a handle on it and it doesn't feel like a struggle, then we can move into another method, but we don't want to, you know, a lot of times we get so excited about things. We're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you start to spread yourself a little thin, but really if you'll just pick one or two methods and really go all in on those, see what develops. And it is a slow process. This is an organic process that takes time. Um, but it all comes back to making that human connection with other people and letting them see how amazing you are. That's the, that's the whole key is we've got to get you out there and get your business and visibility. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was gonna, my next question for you was going to be, um, how can you grow your business based on warm leads? But you <laughs> kind of already touched on that. But, um, if anybody who's listening doesn't know, can you explain what is a warm lead? And then maybe what is a cold lead to kind of counter that? Yeah, for sure. So a warm lead, uh, or I like to call them referrals is when, uh, my friend, Nicole, has a, a business owner that is struggling. And she says, I, I know Tracy Beaver. She's amazing at what she does. Let me get you connected with her. I think she can help you. That's a warm referral, a warm introduction where a, a, somebody is recommending you. That's the very best way to build a business. Because like I say, when that person, when your friend gets to me, they already feel good about me. You know what I mean? So a cold would be, um, that I meet them on my own um, and we end up having a, a discovery call and it is establishing the relationship. Um, you're starting at the, at, you're starting at the beginning. It's a cold, it's a cold call. You can say it's a cold discovery call, but the difference is that warm one, like we mentioned at the time they come to me, they already feel like they know me, that we already feel like we've got, we're, we're a couple of steps up on that staircase of um, building the relationship versus being at the very bottom of the staircase with the cold, mm -hmm. the cold lead or cold referral. Absolutely. And thank you for that explanation. And um, you've given some amazing tips on how to actively start seeking and getting warm leads in your business, which as you mentioned is really important for if you are looking to get new clients in your business and make those conversions and those numbers, then warm leads is really the place you want to go because it requires much less conversion tactics because they've already heard amazing raving reviews about you. And they're already um, sometimes maybe a little bit sold already because yes. they have heard amazing things. Yep. That's exactly it. You want them sold before you've ever met them. Exactly. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Before we end off and before we let people know where they can find you online, is there anything else that you would like to include or touch on? I, this has been great. I think, um, you know, I, I would love to help anybody that um, is trying to figure out and feeling overwhelmed, um, trying to figure out how to gain visibility for their business, because it can feel like you're trying to eat an elephant. And when you hire a coach that can break it down for you, um, it makes it just, it just takes the weight off your shoulders. I love to create a, an actual roadmap of action steps of, okay, we're going to do these things. And this is what you're focused on. And my clients walk away, like their shoulders are back again. They're, they're breathing. They're not, you know, they're not as stressed out and they feel better and they feel like, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's the, that's the joy in you know, coaching and helping other people is just making sure they know they can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And seeing the, the amazing transition in the process. So thank you so much. Where can people find you to get more from you if they're interested in working with you or hearing more about what you have to say online? So tracybeavers.com is my website. You can contact me through that. I have an amazing Facebook group I would love to invite you to. It's called Be a Confident Entrepreneur, Gain Confidence and Grow Your Income. And again, it's on Facebook. I know if you're an Instagram only person, come on over, you know, drink the Kool-Aid on Facebook, but jump into the group, um, promote yourself, meet other members in the group. You never know where your next best great connection is going to come from. And then I do have a really great uh, free guide I'd love to offer. It's all, it's um, called the referral machine. And it is, it touches on exactly what, one of the things that we just talked about, about how to gain visibility through your existing clients. And you're basically, the, in through the five steps that I have for you, you're building your own machine of referrals, mm -hmm. kind of like a money machine, but it's a referral machine. And so I just give you five free or low cost ways that you can love on your existing clients so much that they cannot help but send everybody that needs your services to you. Mm. And that is uh, tracybeavers.com forward slash referral machine. Amazing. That sounds like an amazing resource. So definitely check that out. Um, I think I might check that out as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you for being on the podcast, Tracy. I really appreciate all of these amazing tips and nuggets that you have dropped for listeners. And I hope that you will come back on again soon for a follow-up. So thank you. This has been another episode of Business Mindset in Minutes. Thank you so much for joining us here. And I hope that you really got a lot from Tracy's podcast and that it really gets you thinking about where you can start, especially if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you need a little bit of an extra push in your business. This has been the episode for you if that is the case. We will be back next week with another episode of Business Mindset in Minutes, and we will see you then.